0: Hey guys, just a quick update before we get into this episode. I will be at Yomacon this weekend. That is going to be from the 1st of November all the way to the 3rd. There is a anime convention and a fighting game tournament within the anime convention. So it's Yomacon, and then Yomacon Battle Opera is where I'm going to be doing some commentary this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm also bringing my family. But during the downtime, if I'm not doing any commentary, please stop by and come see me if you happen to be there. If you're not going and you are in the Michigan, specifically the Detroit area, what are you doing go check it out if you can it's going to be awesome i highly highly recommend it I went last year i'm so glad to be invited to do commentary again this year so i cannot wait and i hope i see you guys there that said let's get right into the episode Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where we focus on leveling up inside and outside the virtual arena. I do that because I want to see the FGC grow. I want to see the FGC grow, not just in numbers, but in mind and body and spirit, if you believe in that sort of thing. So I do that by talking about topics and having guests on the show that I think will help us all level up. And today's guest is someone who brought up a good conversation. And I want to delve a little bit deeper into that, into the realm of improving learning Street Fighter and in the way that he wants to go about it. So my guest today is the ace of spuds. Yeah, so I guess tell me a little bit about yourself and and how you got involved in the FGC.
1: So I got involved properly heavily, maybe a lot more recent than some people. Um, I've been playing fighting games since I could walk, as far as I remember. But my involvement properly started maybe 2010, 2011, Street Fighter 4, those kind of games. Uh the last two or three years now is when it's kind of I suppose rocketed up a bit. I've started doing commentary at a at a level to which I wasn't doing before. Um so really my, my kind of place in the in the FGC right now, in my opinion, is as a commentator uh, and hopefully going forward into as as a coach that's where i see myself going
0: okay
1: um right now i'm working with uh, the salt mine league which would be the well it is the largest online tournament we have here in europe uh and then with uh, an irish production team uh, as one productions who run celtic trodon so i'm working with both of those at the minute just with the with the commentary
0: mm, very cool nice uh, what what is your where did your passion for fighting games come from um so it's funny because actually before I,
1: I almost transferred my passion. Okay, in in, in a way, in that uh, previous to the FGC, I was heavily involved in uh, FPS games, both uh, playing at a high level and coaching. But when I kind of, especially when with the with the release of a much more modern fighting games, you know, Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Five, uh, Guilty Gear Exord, when I started getting into those, you know, I suppose more seriously than I'd been playing casually at locals beforehand. I found that my own competitive, my own drive was much better suited to this kind of, you know, solo one-versus-one environment where I could take as much time in a a training session as I wanted to. Whereas first-person shooter games in the setting I was playing and it was a team setting. Now, not to dismiss the team setting by any means, but from my own personal way that my brain works the way I learn, I find the 1v1 setting and the kind of, I suppose, mutual respect that kind of came from the arcade culture of the fgc I, I find that way more in tune with my own being you know what i mean
0: mm, yeah I, I know exactly what you mean that's a very similar uh story to me i used to play a little a little bit of halo 2 back in the day and found that for multiple reasons i do love competitive fighting games of, of all the games because I, I work in esports and one of the biggest things for me is is fighting games even though i work with like League of legends and overwatch and stuff like that and i love those games but for me my baby is fighting games uh, so What led you to becoming a coach? Like, how did you get into coaching? (laughs) Well, I've
1: always, well, okay, that always is a mistake. So I'm 25 now, but I think early on as an adult, even 18, 19, I realized that teaching, instructing, that it it was just a natural, uh, I don't know, inclination I had. I enjoyed doing it. And uh, similar to the competitive side of it, I actually started in the FPS realm. Uh, I still, <laughs> to my to my uh, lament, uh, moderate a subreddit that's around coaching for a different game, and it can uh, it can sometimes be stressful. But the point being, the FGC is not my first time coming at a, a game from a coaching aspect. The reason why I enjoy it, I you know, it's going to sound incredibly, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe a little um, pretentious, but mm. the nature of sitting down and just you know helping someone and seeing them improve. Or, you know, seeing that moment where somebody, ah, you know, it just clicks with them and you remember how that felt for you. It's just a great feeling,
0: you know, as good as competing for me anyway. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I, I don't know if I told you this as well, but I, I am a coach, um, not just in gaming, but just more of a life coach. But I I do favor the fighting game community. And uh, I 100% agree with you, like seeing someone else have that click in their mind, whether it be something for personal development or for like getting better at a game it's 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 a great feeling i mean there's science behind it now that i'm a little older but uh but yeah for the sake of for the sake of like the short version yeah it, i i can totally relate with with what you're talking about
1: well, 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 well even on a you know i don't mind talk, taking a personal note as well uh, you, you didn't mm-hmm. mention you saw my own personal situation because i did share that recently on twitter but i haven't dealt with psychologists for <laughs> my entire adult life started realizing hey A lot of the stuff they're saying seems to be things I'm thinking when I'm struggling at games as well. Maybe if I applied that to this, I'd be less stressed and do better. And it worked. So in a sense, it's almost, I feel like, you know, geez, these lessons are almost universal. We should be telling everybody these lessons. Yeah. If the method of fighting games is the way you teach someone to, you know, (laughs) tackle challenges a bit more, you know, more intuitively, cool. But I think fighting games are such a good avenue for learning because it's such a, a a self-centered specific you know it's just you and the game
0: oh absolutely yeah and it's, I think that's one of the reasons that I love fighting games more than uh, for myself uh, as an analogy for for self-development more than other games because it's easier to identify those sort of things and I, I love especially the the in some ways the arcade mentality you know, I'm, I'm delving a little bit away from the, the main topic, but we'll, we'll circle back to it. And because uh, I do love the universal truths, you know, something as simple in, in today's day and age. I talk about this a lot. You know, we're in an instant gratification era where we want everything right now. Like everything mm-hmm. is a la carte, food, you know, one day delivery, uh, TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, success is not one day delivery. You know, you can't. There's no shortcut to that. There's no magic pill. And I think fighting games are the brutal truths that we need when we want something that we can't have right away. I get you. I get you. That's a nice poetic way of putting it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that, that kind of brings us to our point because we were talking. You were talking on on Twitter with uh, a Street Fighter, the Reddit Street Fighter, and uh, he had made a post saying, "I think fighting games cause long term amnesia. Either current mm-hmm. fighting game players forget how they got their current skill level, or they just." They're just terrible at explaining how they got there. Your response was, I'm extremely interested in learning theory and really hoping to delve in, uh, into this regards uh, to fighting games in coming months. Uh, because as you say, the inability to identify with new players is such a persistent issue. So from there, like, what, are you, what are your thoughts like, that you were thinking when you said that?
1: Okay, so one of the main things I think is that uh, it kind of hits the nail on the head that a lot of the, the high level and professional players are bad at teaching through no fault of their own it's, in my opinion, because of the methods via which they learned. You know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. you make a good teacher by them being a good student. So I actually made a follow-up post on a similar topic by the, the, the Reddit Street Fighter Twitter, maybe a couple of days later, where I just made the point of, where did Daigo learn to play a Street Fighter? He, he learned it over the course of months, if not years, in an arcade with everybody else just figuring little things out bit by bit by bit. Whereas, as you said, in, in that kind of instant gratification age that we have now, people are looking for quick, easy solutions. But a lot of the times, you know, somebody like Daigo might be able to explain the game in amazing detail to somebody who's fluent in FGC terminology. But getting into that mindset of where he was day one in an arcade, I'm sure is difficult. So yeah. I think the way to like address a problem like this is. You need you need to look at the middle ground, and when I say middle ground, I mean you know maybe younger, talented players who maybe kind of grew up with more the more kind of conventional things that we view as how you learn a fighting game these days. You know things like your YouTube tutorials, your Discord channels, your documents. You know your Google Docs that we have for every anime game. So <laughs> those kind of things are a step in the right direction, but but essentially the. Uh, I don't think you can solve the problem of long-term player amnesia, because I think that's a problem inherent to, to, to how somebody learns the skill themselves. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you've learned the skill through just hard, hard, hard grafting, grinding hours and hours and hours of playing, which is how most of these old school heads did learn,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: don't know a way to teach other than that. Which is, I think, the effect that the, that the Reddit Street Fighter Twitter was picking up on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And there's two points I want to hit on and you can let me know what you think, uh, because I think from the psychological aspect, uh, and I wish I could remember the actual terminology of this because I learned this a few years ago. Uh, it, from the brain point of view, the part of the brain that deals with communication is different from the part of the brain where you store like, long-term knowledge. Yeah, that's so. What, yeah, yeah. The cards are already stacked against these pros in terms of teaching other people because when something is naturally learned more so than structurally learned, it's really hard to articulate what it is that you're doing. And then uh, at least in America, I can't really speak for over in Asia as much um, because their culture is a little bit different. But I I really equate the arcade player mentality um, or, or background um, as the, the street fighter, you know, someone who learned how to fight on the streets. You know, they learned because they had to survive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but then there's also the martial artist uh, who they learn from a sensei. And if you've ever done karate or any sort of sport that has a coach that, that teaches you traditionally or even music, you, you start as essentially a white belt. You know, you start as a rookie and they they teach you to do specific movements and you don't move forward until they feel you've mastered those movements. So already you have somebody above you judging your skill level and and kind of walling off your skill level until you move fo- until they think that you've mastered what you need to master to build upon that and then everything that you learn after that is built upon, built upon, built upon to get to a black belt and then like you know from my style once you get to a third degree black belt then you have to teach somebody else so teaching you you are in a, in a sense learning how to do martial arts so that you can teach somebody else once you get to the point of mastering. Enough. Exactly. Um, we don't yet have that kind of mentality in fighting games so I think to your point um, yeah that, that's a big part of why at least American pros aren't really good at teaching uh other players how to get better. I
1: think you hit the nail on the head exactly in that we need not everybody, because obviously there's going to be some players and some people who learn via different methods, but I think we do as a community need to adopt a mentality that if you are aiming to improve and become one of the best players or a professional player or a content creator of much merit, a lot of the time there's a huge, huge amount that will even benefit you personally as a player by being able to teach others. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an, old, it's an age old saying that, you know, the, the better you can teach something, the better you know it yourself. And I think that's like, as you said, it's something that we do need to adopt as a community, that kind of mentality. Like, if we look at the community right now, and if I was being brutally honest, you know, brand new players, somebody brand new to the FGC or even relatively new is going to mess around with a few games. They're, they're going to learn more from watching, you know, I don't know, Sage jams 10-minute rants about different things and problems in the FGC yeah. than they are from actually watching somebody play the fighting game. Mm-hmm. Or probably than actually playing the tutorial, which is a crime in of itself. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> topic. But I think you're absolutely correct. We, we, we as a community, at least going forward, need to adopt this mentality of learning to teach, or at least some
0: of us do. Yeah, most definitely. I, this one I do remember. I had to, I had to Google it, but um, I do remember. I knew the name of it. And I couldn't remember exactly how to explain it, but okay. uh, this one is called the Feynman method, which it goes back to what you're saying, where you you learn when you're teaching somebody else, you actually improve. Uh, so the, the overview that it gives me is it's a mental model named after Richard Feynman, a Nobel Prize winner. Uh, Sci- uh, Physicist. Physicist doesn't seem right. Physicist. I'm actually
1: familiar with this yeah. from because I'm actually an engineer by trade. So this is something that one of our lecturers used to rattle off in university twenty four seven. So yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: very cool. Nice. Yes. Um, is design technique to help you learn pretty much. Uh, anything. So understand concepts and don't really get. Uh, you don't really get to remember stuff you have already learned and study more efficiently. Yeah. So and I actually I, I did study this a while ago and it is very helpful because when you try to teach people other things, um, you're using a different part of your brain. So it's it's really important to to have that mentality and like I do get frustrated because I see better players than me um, have struggling to teach. Um, well, I remember me learning from somebody and like he had that arcade mentality and like he would just have a jolly old laugh when he would do these things to me and I'm like what, what's going on and he's like you know I just bodied you and I'm like but teach me what you did and it's like he couldn't he just like he did not know how to <laughs> I mean it's an
1: ongoing joke that a bad player will tell you and the matchup advice is just do X the mid-tier player will give you their Google document and the professional player will say just do X <laughs> but there's a lot of merit in that you know yeah. in what you're, like. and one of the most important things about the Feynman technique because it's something I've looked into as well is that in essence what you're attempting to do is explain it to somebody who's totally not fluent in the conversation or the topic that you're having in simple basic terms and that is proving or working with yourself to know that you fully understand it for example if you know you were watching or i was watching uh evo with someone who's no understanding and i start trying to explain what just happened. Don't use the word shimmy. Don't use the word mix-up. Explain it in super simple terms to know if you understand the concept. And that's, it, that, that's, 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 that's the beautiful thing about it. And I think even among the best content creators and even amongst the best instructors we have currently in the community, more of that needs to happen. It, it, all, it all leads back to the same thing of, you know, this, this FGC amnesia. And we almost all forget just how, oh my God, what is going on? Befuddling. These games are day one.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Something else that I, I try whenever I'm teaching somebody a fighting game, um, the two things that I do is I try to identify their level of knowledge. Uh, what they, you know, what other fighting games have you played? What other games? Other what other competitive games have you played? You know, shooters, MOBAs, anything that I can use to reference. To help them like, stick what I teach them. Um, but then I also make sure that any term that I use, like meaty is a really big one for me. Because that term is actually used at least two different ways. And it seems like no one, <laughs> that's one of those yeah. FGC amnesia things you're talking about where no one seems to understand that you're using it as a verb and you're using it as a noun. The, the one
1: that gets under my skin is fuzzy. Yeah, oh like people goodness. use yeah, yeah, it yeah. for... depending on the game people use it to mean different things and they're like oh wait that's what it means and you're just like oh no guys this is the original term but yeah I know exactly what you mean
0: so I really recommend people Identify when they they mean different things. Uh, so uh, I was looking at the Feynman method, and here's a really short overview of the four step process: is basically choose a concept, teach a toddler, so be, you know teach it in layman's terms, identify your <laughs> gaps, yep. and then review and simplify. So make it more simple than what you already have done, and that's that's essentially like helps you be able to. Condense that information in your brain, but also teach it onto somebody else, so that that revolving wheel starts to happen, where you're getting better and you're teaching other people to get better. In in your opinion, what what else do you think we can do as a as a community to to start focusing more on getting better? The number one thing that has to change, and people
1: have been saying this forever, and it's I think it, it it's, we've been saying it forever because it's true is we need better tutorials. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the game itself. If we you know, if, if if it's not being put in the game itself, we as content creators I think should take it up on ourselves. Uh, currently mm-hmm. I've been going through some notes. I've been talking to friends of mine in the FGC, friends of mine who have played Street Fighter just to humor me and don't enjoy it or aren't in the FGC and getting a lot of opinions and ideas. But even people often talk about, for example, the undernight tutorial. And it is fantastic. But once you get past the first maybe 20, 30 minutes of it, you are kind of, even though it's explaining the concepts, without that fluency in fighting games, you're going to be very lost very quickly. And you're also not going to understand which of these lessons is important. The way I envision it, and I might be a bit, some people might think this is maybe too rudimentary, maybe too idealistic. I want Mm -hmm. a tutorial where you are put in as Ryu and you are fighting Ken And a little bit of like text comes up on the screen explaining what a normal is and then explaining what a poke is. What makes a good poke? Why is it called a poke, for example? And then simply has you press a couple of buttons and try and figure out which ones might be pokes. And then tells you, oh, well, this standing medium punch for you is a very good poke. And explain the concept that simply,
0: yeah. So, here's what I think like, to your point, I uh, just thinking about this now because I play, um, I work at a university where we have esports there, and, and Overwatch is one of the more predominant games. and I really like their custom game mode. Overwatch and Rocket League are two games that really do this well. They have custom games in there where they can basically like play around the game and make all kinds of different modes. And a lot of these people make education, like, um, they they make Game modes where you're basically practicing a specific aspect of the game, right. like your flicking skills or your tracking, uh, things mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm. nature. I think yeah. that I, I don't trust, I, I love Capcom, but I'm also very critical of them. I don't think Capcom or many other game developers are skilled enough as a player to be able to make these tutorials, but I think they should open it up to the players to be able to make different tutorials somehow.
1: Like little, little drills that you or I could create, yeah. for example, in the game. Is that, is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, you know, I, I agree completely. You know, you, even starting off with that base example of, you know, a poke, you simply go on to this as a projectile and a little drill of jumping over projectiles, neutral jumping projectiles, and then introduce the concept of a grappler and make most people quit the game. But, I mean, <laughs> it's important to, you know, step by step by step. I think yeah. the problem is, like you're saying, I don't think yeah I don't think there is somebody at Capcom fluent enough in high tier play to possibly create this content in the game I think, I think that's a fair statement to
0: make yeah it's no it's no insult to Capcom unless they actually not at all because I know they have like uh, combo fiend and people like that working for them but I, I do think that just it would be easier on them if to just make it like hey you know you guys keep hacking our games anyways why don't we just make it to where you can make your own game <laughs> modes and you make yeah. the tutorials like you you do it you do it better than us you know uh, I think that would be the best rate Way to go. Uh, there, there was a, a YouTuber, I'm going to have him on the show here in the next couple of weeks, named Celos who made a Sakura tutorial. And, and that was kind of an interesting... Oh, yes, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I think that's pretty interesting. And then I'll share my idea because I've been playing around with this for like the last okay. six months. And I just haven't pulled the trigger on like recording everything. Uh, but I've been trying to learn a new character. My main character is Fong. And okay. uh, I've gotten to Platinum with him. And I think that I I still have a lot more potential to grow, but I think realistically direction, you know, I I love Street Fighter League and all that kind of stuff. I want to be able to be on that. I think having a secondary character is really important. So I picked one that I thought was pretty strong, which is Akuma. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to learn this as closely to martial arts as possible. I don't care how long it takes me, but when I sit down and play Akuma, I'm going to treat it like like I'm in a dojo. So I started from the very beginning with, you know, and... and, uh, people like Joe Monday and his Geefs gym have been sort of a a scroll a ninja scroll for me you know martial arts scrolls and I've been you know practicing my max range normals and then uh practicing my my hit confirms like that's a big one for me is hit confirms and making it to where it's i don't have to even think about it and that's that's another term that's used two different ways by the way uh when i say i'm practicing my hit confirms i mean that i'm teaching my body to react when it hits and teaching my body to react differently when it doesn't hit so that means first making it to where i can do this i can do all the hit confirms for akuma that i that i know of uh consistently without dropping a combo then setting the dummy to random block and doing it until like 50 times in a row uh hitting the character 50 times in a row and then also if if he blocks it making sure that i, I do that 50 times uh I, the counting is a little bit muddy but i, I try to just sit there from both sides and I, and I do that and i do that more than i need to but i everything else that i'm going to do is going to build off of that for the most part. And then I practice my anti-airs and, you know, just really, really simple things, but to a gross amount until I think that I'm comfortable doing it. And then also, like, my B&Bs. And I'll I'll go online or I'll play with people and I have no meaties. I have no mix-ups. <laughs> um, I, I can mix them up on the fly, and I'll try them out, but I have not practiced them, and those aren't the main objective. It's, it's making sure that I'm at the right range, and these are all simple things, and I can you know, beat people with these very, very simple fundamentals. That's all I have learned with Akuma, all I have practiced with Akuma, I should say. You know, I, I can watch videos and try to replicate those things. You know, I watch uh, Samurai, or um, uh, Snake Eyes, I think, also plays Akuma, of course, Takedo. And I just do that, and I want to make some sort of like follow along video, where you know here's here's a white belt version of of your of your uh, hikim confirms. Here's how to make it more difficult. Here's how to make it even more difficult. Um, you know, find your character and and follow along. Now I don't know exactly what that'll look like in the long run, which is why it's not done yet but uh, i think that you know outside of having an in-game tutorial that's the best thing that i can think of to like it's boring but it's going to develop some skills
1: no i I agree entirely and i think i think one of the most important things that a lot of people in the fgc fail on and i I think sage hit on this point recently as well is that as a brand new player again this is assuming totally new what you need is five ten minute videos quickly explaining a concept not a two-hour character guide. As a brand-new player, I mean, don't get me wrong, the character guides are a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. But w- what you're talking about, for example, like the, the way I see the content that I'm trying to make down the line is, you know, like I said, 10-minute video, not even five-minute video, right? This is what a poke is. This is what an anti year is. And more importantly, why, why it's important. But I think something that we're lacking that needs to be done in these kind of like tutorial series is after introducing a couple of concepts it, you should literally be told, go and play the game. Go and play for a day with just these two concepts and then come back and watch part three of the tutorial. Mm-hmm. Because I think the problem is they should, a lot of people, especially when they're new, will try and overload with so much information. Oh, I need to anti-air. I need to tech the trolls. I need to do my meaties. I, ju- I guarantee you, you can beat every single person in Street Fighter Five from rookie to silver with just an anti-air and just a grounded poke, maybe a combo. <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah. you can so as a brand new player, 100%. you should learn your character's poke, your character's anti how to take a troll, go play the game for a couple of days. Come back. All right, we're going to introduce the basic concept of a link. What is a link? Why is it important? All right, now we're going to introduce a motion, a quarter circle. What is it? Why is it important? All right, you've learned those two things. Go play the game. Come back to this next week. I think mm-hmm. the problem is people try to overload all the information at once. I'm guilty of this. I will open a tutorial series about playing a new character in Tekken and there's 20 10-minute videos and I'll watch all 20 of them and then go yeah. to sit down and play the game and I'm like, oh, 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 oh what, what am I doing? <laughs> so I think yeah. it's on us as teachers to very clearly instruct the student that we're setting like a foundation or a scaffolding for them to learn. Mm-hmm. And that scaffolding needs to be really sound but they need to go and do the construction work, if that makes sense. That, that's the way I look at it. Oh, I agree 100%. I, I, I think, think a artists would agree with you too. Exactly. I, I think we are failing. That's, I think that's kind of where we're failing as coaches. You know, not, not me and you specifically, but the, the community. Yeah. In that all that information is there in someone's brain. But even when you're explaining, you know, you go and learn Akuma coming from Fang, you, you know why learning those hit confirms are important. You know why your anti-ears are important. But what we as a community need to do is really very simply explain to people is, well, this is why a shimmy is important. This is what it is. This is what it means. Because I think a lot of times people will sit down and they'll grind B&Bs and they'll grind setups and they'll grind meaties without really understanding why they're important or when to use them or what they mean.
0: Yeah, Which it's are really hard,
1: subtle. hard concepts to grasp because they're often quite subtle
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's easy to see the meter go down but it's it's sometimes hard to figure out why you're learning exactly a, 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 you know a shimmy a little bit more advanced but you know any any sort of movement that is you know a poke or learning your max range normals, <laughs> that's way more uh it's hard to sit yourself down and do <laughs> and be like am i doing this right so yeah it, it is i agree with you 100 percent but i think that we, again I, I think that that's where we need to start we
1: need to bring it way more rudimentary way more fundamental and just because you're not going to harm anybody by making it easier you're just going to benefit the people who are struggling and if people you know maybe are coming into this and they're like i've played a lot of different types of games i'm pretty good at games i think this stuff's a bit basic you know maybe they could skip in start a little bit later come back if they need to but I know for a fact that if the first time I sat down to play a video game, there was a five-minute video explaining what a poke is, explaining what a motion is, explaining what a throw is, what a tech is, every little thing, step mm-hmm. by step, and why it's important. I'd probably be in a better place right now.
0: Yeah, and and something else too that you you said for people who, you know, they think they got it. Yeah, uh, I am really eager to challenge people and, and ask them like, do you do you really think you have it, or do you just really want to learn the fancy stuff? Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have to tell as a teacher you have to tell them no, yes this is what you need yes. to learn
1: yes i think that kind of leads into an extremely popular theory of well it's, it's a psychological theory more than a teaching theory but i guess it applies specifically to learning it's the four stages of learning or the four stages of competence are, are you familiar with this yes i believe so so i think this is like integral because if you break it down it's unconscious unconscious incompetence so you don't know what you don't know is an easy way to put that one. you know. Followed by conscious incompetence. I'm not taking the throws. I'm not hitting that combo. So you're aware of what you're incompetent at, but you haven't rectified it. Followed by conscious competence, where you are sitting down, practicing, grinding that combo, grinding those tech timings, and then you're able to do it in a match, but you're thinking about it. I think that's where the vast majority of players plateau off. The unconscious competence is when Daigo is able to tech eight throws in a row without thinking about it, or where every single combo is just, you don't even think about it. Totally unconscious. unconscious. And what I think is the fighting games in particular, because it's a 1v1 environment, everybody is somewhere on these, this ladder of four stages. So, But the person you're playing against is also somewhere on this ladder. And I think the matchup of these levels of competence is actually incredibly interesting in the FGC. So, yeah. for example, one of the easiest examples to think of, which is it's a funny example, but the amount of players who will say something like, Oh, I lose to these gold players because they're so random, but I do really well against masters. That that is the definition of unconscious incompetence, stage one. You are losing to these goals because you're totally unaware of what exactly is is they're doing now you think it's random it may be random they may be crazy but they're doing stuff you don't understand and beating you now you think you're doing better against the masters because you can't see what they're doing now, they're doing it more slowly because they're usually more methodical players thinking about things on levels of mind games above this player who's losing the goals but the point being you still don't understand what it is they're doing to beat you even though it feels less awful and I think uh, and that's like the definition of unconscious incompetence. Damn, man, I, I do really well when I play against these diamonds, but I just can't beat these random gold players. But if, if you're someone who thinks that, you need to sit down and be like, damn, let's just focus on why I'm losing to these gold players.
0: It's a good point. It's a really good point. You know?
1: So yeah. when you have somebody like that play against somebody like Daigo, who doesn't have to think when he plays the game, it's night and day, you know what I mean?
0: Hmm. And Daigo's not going to lose to these gold players.
1: No, exactly, exactly. And I think Daigo actually brought it up about a couple of young Japanese players who were exceptionally good at playing against him and Tokido and Fudo and all these Japanese pros but would lose in tournament to random platinum players because it's a different methodology. When you are at unconscious competence, unconscious competence, the highest level of this hierarchy. When you are Daigo playing Problem X, when you are Luffy playing against Punk. Both of you are so competent at what you're doing, you don't have to think about it, and you're just playing mind games. But when you play against somebody halfway down the ladder, who's thinking really hard about everything they do, it's a totally different game. Because they're probably not playing half the mind games you're playing, and you're wasting your time by playing them.
0: Yeah, and that's where that repetition comes back to, Um, which is the whole point of what I was talking about before. Because that's how you get... In my opinion, in my experience, how you get to unconscious competence is... A gross amount of experience, you know. Obviously, you have to play a bunch of matches, but also if you if you hone in on individual skills and make it towards you know your your whiff punishes, you make that automatic. Your 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 links, anything that requires execution or any sort of input. You you shouldn't be thinking about those things, and I, I'm still in that category where I have to think about my input sometimes when I'm playing as Akuma, a lot of the time. Uh, but when I play as Fong, it's like you know I'm unconscious. I mean, there's still a lot more growth, but what I do know, it's it's definitely already there, and I, I find myself like with punishing without even like realizing, and I'm surprised by me doing it. You know, so I, I agree with what you're saying 100, percent and you know repetition, but also that desire has to be there.
1: That's it. It's, it's the motivation is difficult. And I think one of the most interesting points about, you know, the, the way I learned this theory of competence is that the highest stage, unconscious competence, so we're talking about the highest, highest level, was explained to me as when you reach this level, you might be able to teach other people depending on how you learnt it. And that's the highest level. So that, like, in my, like, look, it's, it's almost like an overview of this whole thing we're talking about, that progressing through these stages of competence needs to be done in a way that when people do reach this fourth stage we can sit down with somebody at stage one and
0: actually help them Mm mm-hmm i agree 100 percent Man, this is a topic i want to revisit (laughs) in a few months or something um and and keep talking about it and and i think it's something that we have to continually put a spotlight on and it's something that i'm personally fascinated by it sounds like you're very passionate about this so you know i'd love to have you on the show again and talk about this some more and and really like keep digging deep into this especially like it sounds like a both ways street fighter Uh, i (laughs) i play everything under the sun but yes (laughs) okay good 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 all right awesome um So I have a couple of, you know, questions that I ask every guest before we we close out. It sounds like you do commentary and you're also very uh, involved in the community. You know, I would love for you to give some advice to someone who, you know, who also has fallen in love with the community, but they're just getting started and, you know, wants to know, how can I do what you're doing?
1: How to do what? Well, I don't do anything. I just show up and people give me money or tell me sit down and shout at people. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> no okay so honestly i think it's so simple and it goes for everything in life is you don't get anything you don't ask for less than a year ago i was basically n- nobody i still am nobody but i've now done a couple of ranking events a couple of majors you know things like that i'm working with some uh, teams on you know big live tournament events all you have to do is ask Hey guys, you know, it might be your locals, it might be an online Discord you're in, anything, any kind of production or stream. If it's commentary specifically you're looking for, just step up and ask. Hey guys, do you mind if I try out for an hour, maybe someone who's more experienced there could give me some feedback, anything like that. Just ask. Another Irish commentator, a good friend of mine, Sam, uh, Sam de Ding, he's a Tekken commentator was like mind blown when i told him no i just messaged tasty steve on twitter and asked him a question or i just messaged hd jammers on twitter and asked him a quick question it's a community we are a community just ask people ask for advice ask to get your spot it's it's as simple as that i i will echo that
0: (laughs) i like that um okay well then other than that i mean where you know if you're if you're doing commentary or you know you have things to say where can people Mm -hmm. find you
1: so the main thing is uh, Saltmine TV Or Saltmine League TV on Twitch So that's every Sunday 3pm uh, Irish time I do- <laughs> I'm not sure what that is So that would be maybe 8pm Eastern No, the other way 10am Eastern, uh, I believe So what that is, that will be a It's an 8 uh, week season So we have a tournament every Sunday And we have a prize pool sponsored by donations uh, The top 8 is normally Ultra Grandmaster and Grandmaster level uh, we have a couple of Warlord players also entered. Uh, it's a very high level tournament basically once we get to the top 8. So I'm usually commentating that depending on whether we have different you know, guest commentators or different people in and out. Um, other than that I would say keep an eye on uh, AS1 As Productions. I'll be working with them for the coming year doing their Street Fighter commentary hopefully for, you know, things like the Road to Celtic Throwdown and our major here in
0: Ireland, Celtic Throwdown.
1: And obviously you can find me on Twitter ranting and raving about all of this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where I found you. will um, right, well, anything else you want to add on before we head out? Uh,
1: I think the most important thing, whether it be getting into commentary, getting into playing, getting into TOing or learning or teaching, just speak up and ask somebody. It's the most important lesson you'll ever learn in this community.
0: Well, there you have it. Again, thank you so much for joining. Us. My name is a Philosopher. Again, this is FGC Philosophy. And as always, guys, we'll see you all in the next one.